let me go cast a line and fish for a fucking compliment. I called Curious George. <laughs> I called it an ape for you. It's a monkey, you though. Curious out. George is a monkey. Curious George is a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you use that word interchangeably, so I can too. You'd be lucky no, using no, it. You're you welcome. No. <laughs> you refer to all of them as monkeys. Not this time. <laughs> I, okay, I gotta, I gotta move fast. If it has a tail, it's a monkey, and George has his tail. I doubt it. After how curious he is, (laughs) that thing's going. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Oh my god. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set it around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Ow, 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 ow. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? After the fantastic world of December, we need a reality check. So it's just the facts for us, please. We're watching (laughs) True Story, bro. That's the kind of movies we're watching. Absolutely factual, 100% movies. Last week, we watched Michelle Pfeiffer cure the problems of the school system. Thank you, Michelle. I'm a doctor now. This week, Dave brought something 100% true. Absolutely. Something, you know, I we've been playing it a little fast and loose this month with the true stories. So I went with the entirely accurate tale of Keanu Reeves in ancient Japan. He was there. Yeah, he's an immortal, of course. He wandered the earth like Highlander. Uh, Yeah, so this week we watched, starring Keanu Reeves, 47 Ronin. I thought this was a documentary when we watched it. Also, I have a question, not to like go on like disproving things immediately. Yeah. But did anybody have a chance to count? Because I I didn't, and I watched it twice. I couldn't be bothered. Right, but I'm kind of regretting. It's like the 300 and 300. I'm taking your word for it. I don't care that hard. I do. (laughs) I need someone else to do it for me, though. Dave, before we get this documentary rolling, we're going to need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. It's feudal Japan, and you're stuck in a bamboo forest, which I don't... if. If, you know, television and movies have taught me anything, the only things that happen in Bamboo Forest is you get attacked by supernatural creatures or people that can jump through the air, like, miles at a time. Well, I can't do that. They seem really easy to get lost in, so this is bad. In the ten seconds before the mist around you turns into ghosts and starts scaring the shit out of you, sell us on this movie. Keanu Sleeves and some Samu guys get swords from Trixie Snakes to fight a witch, avenge their lord, and poke themselves in the tum-tum to death. Six seconds! All in time for bedtime. Perfect. Are they all bad men? All bad, 
bad folks get bad folks get pokes, right? I bad folks get pokes, but sometimes good folks get pokes too, as yeah. we learned true. this evening. Casey, uh, turns out you're actually enjoying yourself in feudal Japan as well. Uh, you're on a beautiful walk through these bamboo forests. Now the ghosts aren't coming for you. Um, unfortunately, though, when the ghosts terrify the shit out of me, I'm not. They they're not gonna kill me. I'm gonna die of a heart attack. But in my flailing and screaming, I'm going to set off a chain reaction of bamboos falling like dominoes. And you've got about ten seconds before these dominoes catch up and whack you on the head. In the time before that happens, sell us on this movie. A half-breed hottie has us ready to risk it all while Scorpion gathers the gang to stab the prettiest man in town. Yeehaw! Seven seconds. I, I yeah. loved the bad guy's robes. All of his outfits were fire as shit. I loved him. When he steps off that horse, is like, um, actually, you're going to marry me? We kind of figured it out already. Beautiful. What about the hair? Gorge. Okay. All right, Casey, before you gush over this too much, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Much of the story revolves around Kai, a half-Japanese, half-English orphan who's taken in by Lord Asano. Kai serves a samurai called Oishi, who's also the kid that found Kai when they were both children. Yeah, let's also toss in a romance that can happen, since Kai's not fully Japanese and his boo is the daughter of Lord Asano. Uh, thankfully, that's, yeah, thankfully, that's a B-plot. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Lovely. Okay, like, let me, can I just play, like, ancient lawyer? He technically is full Japanese because, like, isn't he half demon? So uh, one half's Japanese, the no. other half is demon well, the, the, that's half local, native to that island, so it's a Japanese demon. It's not like it's, like, an Icelandic demon or, you know what I mean, or a German demon. The demon's you know? guilty by association. He's not... You know, like blood demon. He just lived with demons. So yeah, when he goes to the demon cave, he's explained that his mother was okay. But they English. keep calling him half breed because of that, because of all of his demon killing training and shit. No, they call him half breed because he's half uh, Japanese. Yeah, he's, oh, rude! Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. Really? They call him half breed because he's half Japanese, and they call him demon because he is scarred by the demons. They're two separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Slurs. thought they were calling him half free because they're like, listen, this is like a demon baby that escaped. Even fucking ruder. I don't forgive those guys. The main plot is that good guy Lord Asano's rival, the evil Lord Kira, is using witchcraft to goad Asano into attacking Kira while he's unarmed. The pissed off shogun sentences Asano to death by seppuku, granting Lord Kira control of Asano's domain. He also tells Asano's daughter that... She gets one year to be sad, but then she's got to marry Kira, and nobody can be mad about it. Yeah, no. Also, done. he makes her live with him. <laughs> Which, like, if she could just take an eat, pray, love year off, like, listen. Yeah, this might be yours later, but it's going to be a lot of other people's first, so. <laughs> okay. There was that scene at the end, like, right before Keanu has to commit seppuku when they're talking to each other with the, like, I'll find you at every lifetime. And she's like, it's best. You're like, it's, they say all you can do to live is love and be loved. And I'm sitting there going, so give me that dick before you go. Why? Yeah, like, you right? don't want to die like a samurai virgin, a 47-year-old samurai virgin, right? Like, 
give me that dick. The Shogun forbids the Sano's men from getting revenge after declaring them all Ronin, a samurai that's lost their master or clan. And this is a great shame for these proud warriors. But there's a timer running. Yeah, Kai's got to save the princess before the pussy expires. After escaping slavery, Oishi, who is Asano's head samurai, and Kai join forces to defy the Shogun and get their revenge. But first, they're going to need some weapons. Kai leads the group to the best place to get weapons in any true story. A magical forest full of snake people. Turns out Kai, uh, before he was found by Lord Asano's Ben, grew up training in magic and swordsmanship with snake people. Kai does use his powers a couple of times at least. To get the swords, they need Kai and Uishi to pass a couple of the snake people's tests. Uishi has to watch an illusion of his men being killed without pulling his sword. Somehow, he manages to not pull his sword long enough for Kai to use his aforementioned snake powers to defeat his snake master in a game of who can get to the sword first. Then, I guess the snake people are just honor-bound to give up a bunch of their special weapons because you passed their illusion test. Was that scene written by a dog? Because that's like when you and your dog spot the thing on the floor they're not supposed to have and you both make a mad dash towards it. If he makes it first, you're not like, well, you earned it. You're always like, give me that right the fuck now. You could die. Stop. Now that they're strapped, the plan is to ambush Kira when he's praying to his ancestors since that is when he will be most vulnerable. Unfortunately, one of the 47 Ronin isn't Admiral Akbar, so nobody realizes it's a trap. Kira's pet witch presents a Wishi sword to Kira, thinking all the Ronin have been killed. However, 47 of them survived the onslaught, including Kai and Oishi. This time the group goes undercover by dressing up as the wedding band. The Ronin take out the guards while everyone is distracted by the performance. Oishi almost assassinates Kira before being shot and found out. The fight breaks out, and Oishi proves to be the superior swordsman, killing Kira by doing the seppuku for him with Asano's own blade. So fucking Best cool. death so in the film. It Best was... death in the film. Hey, just so you know how brave my master was. Right. Really? Uh, like, I, real hardcore, I want my father, you son of a bitch vibes. Kai fights the witch who turns into a dragon and defends the princess from her. The dragon gets the upper hand until Kai uses the snake people powers to stab it in the dome. Oishi lifts Kira's head over the battle, and everyone agrees to stop fighting. The Ronin Reasonably. Turned them- yeah, that's that's yeah. how that works. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but if somebody killed your awful boss in the middle of your shift, would you finish the shift, or would you just be like, wow, well, you don't want anything from me? I, I guess I'll go <laughs> home. <clears throat> I'm not, get- nobody punch out, so we can kind of guess what yeah, time this right. happened later. Are we, are we going to get paid for the rest of our shifts? I'm just kind of curious. I'm, I'm going home. I'm just... I'm not. Well, yeah, but aren't Kira's men dishonored now from their boss, from them allowing their boss to be killed? Yeah, probably. They're all Ronin now, right? That's 1,000 Ronin. I want to see that movie now. So many more Ronins. The Ronins turn themselves over to the Shogun, who orders them all to kill themselves. But honorably, they get to commit seppuku. Well, the Shogun does let Oishi's kid live because eugenics. I thought they were going to make the princess kill herself. I'm like, wow, she gets kidnapped and then, like, re-kidnapped. Ugh. I mean, presumably she's now headed for the exact same thing she was before, a forced marriage to some other dude who gets her father's shit. Yeah, but at least he's not as shitty as Kira. Yeah, he will hopefully be less shitty than Kira. Okay, but now you guys got me thinking about the entire host of 
Ronan other people and oh, yeah. what, what's going to happen to what's up yeah. with them now yeah what's up with them now is that maybe that's who the sequel's about cuz cuz the daughter hadn't been married to him yet so it's not like any property transferred over right the shogun's obviously going to march in there and clean that shit up the Shogun is, uh, he's a very, very small part in this. I love him so absolutely much. Yes, I'm always happy as soon as I see his face in a movie. I'm like, oh, yes. He has this tiny solid wood fan that he holds in front of his mouth whenever he speaks. It's adorable. It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> yes. Also, I would slap the shit out of people with that. You can tell he's just barely holding himself back. Yeah, it. he wants to. There's I've seen his wrist quiver yeah. a couple times. When uh, when Keanu is fighting in the samurai battle he's not supposed to and gets unmasked, the, the shogun comes down and he uses his little wooden not-a-fan to lift Keanu's chin up. And you can tell he really wants to break that bitch over him. Bop <laughs> him on the nose. I said, uh-uh. <laughs> That was a surprising fight for me. It was uh, one of our first like big fights of the movie when, uh, well, between human opponents at least, uh, when Keanu masquerades as a, a samurai so that they can fight. But that fight was a lot shorter than I remembered it being. Oh, uh, when he fights the Gollum? Just, yeah. Keanu versus the Gollum, it's, it's fairly short. Keanu just gets his ass kicked, and then we're moving on plot-wise. There's not much to it. No, the I don't know that I would call this really an action movie. Um, it's got something going on about every 10 minutes as I skip through the film the second time. About every 10 minutes, there's action happening. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely can give say this is an it's action It's not a martial movie. arts film, and it's not, okay. a, you know, it's okay. not a swordsmanship filled at all. Film. It's sure. It's not a swordsman film. It's, you know, it, it's a popcorn action. It feels like a little diet Bruckheimer at times, like when, uh... Oishi comes to break Keanu Reeves out of slavery and Keanu Reeves is in the blouse fighting mm. in the pit. Mm. So, ugh, first of all, yes, yes, yes. But secondly, but as they're escaping, it's very Captain Jack Sparrow of them running away while shit's blowing up and dudes with swords are chasing them out on docks and like on rickety wooden shits and everything. I would yeah. love to see a okay. Keanu Reeves Jack Sparrow movie. It is, but I also I can't tell you which movie it is right now. My brain's not giving me a title, but I have also seen that exact set and sequence in a Jet Li film somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Can we can we talk about this because that is my favorite scene in this movie by far, and it Agreed. also is the most one of the most confusing. S the confusing settings in the film. It's right? two so, great fights and a chase. One of the things about 47 Ronin is that there's a lot of ideas and it doesn't often string together well and sometimes it's not paced. And this, there's a sequence of two fights and a chase that is just spot on and it's really well done. But it's it's set in a really weird place. So this is the Dutch apparently, although the people that talk there talk with an English accent. And the Dutch have a series of ships all docked in a place like a... Is it like a temporary island? Is that the kind of vibe that you guys got? I thought it was a separate island. Possibly. I At one point at the outset, they mentioned something about the magical Japanese island, so maybe this is a separate island. 
It's not exactly clear, yeah, but it's Japan's got a bunch of those. It's it's totally strange. It's cool fantasy, but it's totally strange. Yeah, I I mean the movie as a whole you could describe as totally strange. <laughs> in yeah. front and back of the film, it's telling you about the true story that it's based upon. But then it opens with Keanu fighting like this Japanese demon thing in the woods. It's like a boar with elk antlers and shit, right. and it's <laughs> goring people, and it's got a whiplash tail. With and it's the size sharp. of a city bus. The scene we're discussing yes. now, when Keanu's fighting in some sort of underground cage match, he's going up against a goddamn troll. Yeah, <laughs> it's the truth. Yes. yes. And the troll fight is great. And then we get what is, in my opinion, the greatest fight in the movie, which is the fight between Oishi and and Keanu. And it's fucking fantastic. Love that fight. Love yeah. that fight. It's a great fight. It's n- It shows some, like, really, really cool swordsmanship between the two of them. I love the way that they're, like, kind of trading swords back and forth between it. Keanu's sticking his end to the ground and then, like, flipping around. It's really, really cool. Oh, man. Keanu sticks his into the ground and he knees Oishi. And it is fucking... It is just such a clutch move. I love it. Plus, Oishi is spending the whole time trying to beg him to join uh, uh, Oishi and the the rest of the Ronin to fight against Lord Kira. And so he's trying to, to, to cue him in. And I love how the fight ends with Keanu actually recognizing that and signaling to him but not saying it so that they goes on the attack as though the they're old still parent fighting. trap right mm-hmm. and then they and then they fucking turn stab the guards and get the fuck out of there and it turns into a great chase sequence i'm a little confused about how we got here though because okay at this point in the film uh the keanu and oishi's lord has died via seppuku Oishi and the other samurai are ronin, and Keanu had been taken by the shogun and the evil lord Kira as just a prisoner, slave, I'm not sure. Slave, he was sold into slavery. So I we fast forward less than a year, can't be that super long. It's, it's about be- 11 months. And he's been sold to, I guess, just a, some underground cage match? Slavery. So but he's been like, doing UFC slavery, fighting for 11 months straight. <laughs> so we're talking about how all of Oishi is the main character. Jay brought this up. Oishi is the main character. Keanu does all of his growing off screen. He has been training for 11 fucking months and using his demon art just wowing the panties off of people. Also, probably not sleeping much or eating good, but, you know, winning those fights because he hasn't lost any. He's still alive. It's true. It's true. Also, presumably just drinking absolutely everything. Dude does not probably. look sober in that sequence. What no. would you do if you were on a pirate ship, Dave? I, oh, drink rum. Absolutely. <laughs> and your body hurts because you've been fighting for 11 months straight. Right, right. I mean, don't forget Keanu also took on a whole ass boar by himself. Giant the bus boar. creature? The bus yes. city bus sized? Yeah, the boar whiptail guy, which he got from underneath. He jump rolled for a sword that wasn't his and just stabbed up in the guts 
and went for a ride. Yeah, it's this like had some wicked road rash. It's, it's like a mythical bull the size of a fucking <clears throat> bus that he rides for an extended period underneath. It looked painful. Yeah. It is a gangster kill. After this, one of the other samurai takes credit for it, uh, and Oishi realizes that Keanu actually did it because there's blood on his hands. How is there not blood everywhere on him? He stabbed him in the gut, gut and then rode underneath it. Right. Like, this man should have taken a blood shower underneath right. that. Yeah, honestly, he should have he should have been a lot grosser. <laughs> but he's so pretty, Dave. We don't want to hide his pretty face. They do show his back getting fucked up from it, though. Later, the, his back is really purple and black and blue because he was more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little glimpsy glimpse. The, those flowy That's, robes not giving you enough. Their case not giving me enough. I was really sad when we we kept it really a high cut on his shirtless scene. Where I'm like, okay. They'd have the princess come in and be like, "I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty," and he's like, "I got my shirt off." Who's thirsty now, man? Yeah, and then he's like, you should go home. You should go home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, more of an implied, I need you to get out of audio range of this hut, because <laughs> sound travels. <laughs> In a hurry, please. I got scratches on my asshole, and I've got a missile coming down the pipe, and I know it's going to be bad news bears, and I don't want you to hear me do that. Oh, stretching God. new skin. Yeah, can we can we spend a little time that the movie doesn't on the fact that they make Keanu live in a shitty hut in the woods? <laughs> yeah, he's like a fairy tale character. He kind of is. Yeah, they do make him live in a shitty hut in the woods, and not only that, uh, he was apparently harassed by kids as a child. No, everybody's a dick to him all the time. He harassed. can do nothing they right. They threw rocks at him. That's a little more than harassed. <laughs> yeah, Bully, like, hey, I baby, you, you look good. It's fucking rocks to your dome. But it's okay, because the kid who did it was fat, and Keanu could see his belly behind trees, and that was a funny <laughs> joke later. That was a bonding moment as he died, David. He's like, ha, 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 okay, bye. Yeah, although kudos to that actor for his death acting. He he really glossed over there. It was a good shot. Uh, That was yeah. his first role. Really? Yes. Shit, good on you, man. Hope he's continued for more. I liked him. I thought he was one of the more interesting bit characters. I kind of enjoyed all the bit characters, even the guy that hated Keanu Reeves for no reason. Was he like the next in line to marry the princess or did he just have the no. hots for her? No, nah, I just think I think it was just racism slash demonism. Can we talk about the fact that this? OK, I'm going to say something a little controversial and then I'm going to smooth it over. Will you allow me that? Can't wait. Please. Keanu Reeves, at least in most films I've watched, is not an incredible actor. But let me say this. The way he looks at a woman and delivers a line fucking melt me. Are you serious? Yeah. If that dude said, 
I will look for you for a thousand lifetimes over 10,000 worlds or whatever the fuck he said. I'm like, really? Let's fucking go. Oh, my God. Yes. Man, because I got nothing off of that sequence. Oh, Keanu, are you delivering lines in a language you don't speak? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, totally worked for me. I got the sad boy vibe. A hundred percent. And then I got to thinking about other Keanu Reeves movies, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's when he shines. I guess I, I, I have seen Keanu do some good sad boys. Really, he's best at righteous indignation, which he only gets a little bit of here. I do love when he's talking spicy to Oishi after they bust out of the slave jail. Yeah. And he's like, you don't turn your back on me. Shut the fuck up. No, no, no. You talked to me like that before. Now we're on level playing ground. Also, if you ever bow to that guy again, I will cut your fucking head off. Okay, bye, sis. Let's go. Adventure time. I think that that's my favorite part about his John Constantine is that righteous indignation that he has when he has that because it feels very cocky, arrogant, in your face, John. He's not a versatile actor, but when written to his strengths, I think he's a perfectly fine actor. I mean, I definitely like him. Casey, I don't think it's controversial to say that he's not a very good one, though. (laughs) Well, Keanu is beloved. Keanu is beloved, and rightfully so. 100%. Absolutely. So I know that some people may take contention with me saying that, but I... But, man... If he looked, if we're in a restaurant and he lent, he bent over the table and said that shit to me, I'd be like, can I get a water? <laughs> Just dump it over my head, please. <laughs> Just, I'm going to do it my own, myself. <laughs> Too bad for uh, whoever she eventually ends up getting married off for, because she's going to end up right? like the grandma on Titanic. Just. Missing out I never dick got dick like that before. <laughs> you ever get demon dick? <laughs> I never have to be on top. Are you kidding me? Grandma is telling everyone all the time. <laughs> I can't make her stop. <laughs> Grandma, please don't tell me about that man. Okay. Again. <laughs> Keanu made me heart horny. But let's talk about the real horny hero in this movie, the witch, the fox witch lady. Oh, man, she is so, the dragon also, yeah, she's so fucking horny every time she's in scene. In fact, at one point, she's threatening the princess, and then it looks like she's about to go down on her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like... I, oh, you'll forget all about Kai when I'm done with you. Like, oh, my God. Calm the fuck down, ma'am. Apparently, there was a lot of studio interference on this movie, and I feel like the witch might have been one of those. Mm. <laughs> Why would you say that? She's on paper. She's a cool character. She's uh, yeah. for most of the film. She's a, a fox spirit witch with uh, two different colored eyes, a green and a blue. Uh, which, fun fact, I own a cat that has the same color combination, and it looks sweet. 
Uh, but she appears as a white fox and she fucks with shit and she turns into a spider that poisons people and really, really made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's a CGI spider, but it's real enough that I was not I was not digging that sequence, y'all. Yeah, it's creepy. Hated it. Uh, but then at the end of the film, when she fights Keanu, she just turns into some giant CGI Marvel-ass looking uh, like octopus dragon, and it, it kind of spoiled it for me. I thought it was like an eel dragon, like a sea dragon. Yeah, but it didn't really have much of a body. It was just a head, mostly with like tentacles coming off. A the slap and tail. It reminded me of an eel. Yeah, it had a small body, and it wasn't really tentacle. Those are supposed to be hair. Like, remember her hair could always stretch out and pick stuff up, and it was prehensile. Well, that was her Medusa, like hair coming out of her dragon eel form. God, Dave, did you even watch the fucking movie? I did watch the movie because I was pissed (laughs) off in that sequence because she turns into the giant dragon thing. Keanu fights her and stabs her directly through the dome in her dragon form. Right. And as she dies, she turns back into a human. But there is no sword wound in her head. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe she wasn't in the head of the dragon. Maybe it's kind of like of an, an attack on Titan situation where she's like down in the neck. But because he killed the big part of her body. Well, then show me the sword hole, damn it. Show me the sword hole. <laughs> I, I want you to weigh in on something then. Both of you. And she mentions to Keanu Reeves just before they fight that he has no idea what she is. And then she turns into the dragon. And the implication there, it's I thought, is like, hey, she's really a dragon. But then when she dies, she turns back human. So is she really a dragon, a human? Is it she just like a witch or what's going on? Huh? Uh, I mean, I think she was trying to say she was something more than just a witch. Uh, but then I think the movie just didn't care that much about it. <laughs> and hey, remember, we have her. She's really hot. OK, that's the last time you'll see her. Bye. Like, didn't she also have a sequence earlier in the movie uh, where she gave a prophecy to the evil Lord Kira about how he would be like applauded in every corner of Japan? Yeah. That they were setting it up was going to be like some Oracle at Delphi Trixie word bullshit. And then they yeah. just forgot about completely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they did that with a few things. But it's not just the dragon. We also have the magic snake demon people who live in the forest, the Tengu, that trained Keanu in swordsmanship and blurry speed running. Yeah, lizard also, monks. Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah, lizard monks. I like lizard monks. I don't really get the contention with the Tengu because they're apparently ostracized and hunted, and so they went and protected themselves, and they, you know, they're they're not really eager to take in outsiders, and everyone's like, you guys are the bad guys. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be some type of, like, forest spirit slash demon. I don't know. But maybe they were just kicked out because everybody here is real racist and, like, you look weird. You've got some type of skin condition. Get lost, buddy. Did you just blink sideways? Fuck you. I'm going to stab you. Psoriasis. <laughs> Satan. Yeah, like, a big part of, like, Keanu's character arc is when they finally allow him to call himself a samurai and stand with the rest of them. Which, again, the the end of that arc is he gets to kill himself alongside them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He 
gets to yeah. live and die as a human, though. That's the and honor. And as you a all samurai. Honestly, I'll take the hut, man. Hut's fine. Hut's fine. Because you know fine. what? Even though I'm like air quotes exiled, everybody knows who killed a fucking magic boar and a fucking dragon. Yeah. So maybe speak lightly to me. Yeah. Also, I don't care what kind of dishonor you're going to heap on my family. I would much rather you pull the trigger than I have to stab myself in the stomach. Stabbing yourself in the stomach is one thing. That is such an incredible feat of power, will, determination, everything. But stabbing yourself in the stomach silently, the whole time you're going to hear me, Ow! The whole time. <laughs> 20 minutes later, oh, it still fucking hurts. It's still, why? Why is it like this? Did they I get do, my tampon? They do show that frequently when they're committing seppuku, there's a second alongside them whose job it is to chop your head off at some point in the process. And maybe that's yeah, where that what came that? from. Like somebody got stabbed and missed any of the vital shit and was just sitting there moaning. So is that second thing, like, is that a real thing? Is that not a thing? I'm what not was that? sure. I didn't look up okay. the specifics of seppuku. Wow, you didn't do your homework on shitty cinema? Damn, Dave. Fuck you, Dave. I did my homework on the true story this is based on. I mean, in the, oh, go, the okay, go ahead. page. Fill us in. Okay, so this is loosely based on a true story. Very loosely based on a true story. Obviously, the snake people in the woods and the witches... And the dragons and the all that. That's not true. Those are but all the historical bullshit. part. The historical yeah. part. Right. But there is a very, very famous story, um, a, a very, very famous historical event, sorry, that uh, is uh, the story of these 47 ronin from a master who was killed who plotted their revenge for a year to go out back and kill the man who killed their master and then all were honored to commit seppuku with their masters uh, redeemed. It's it's told as like part of the Bushido code about how a samurai should try to live uh, in terms of honor. And the thing they said at the end of this movie, there is actually a ceremony every year uh, where these 47 ronin are buried, where people come to like honor them and like remember it. It's a big goddamn deal in Japan. We have to go. Donate to the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon slash shitty cinema. The the document with all of their names, that's real. And all of their names are, are documented to this day. And people know them. Yeah. Which, They're like uh, common. Household I, names. I I, mm, I got to talk about that scene in the movie. Um, they It shows all of the 47 Ronin signing a document where they write down their names. And then they pop their swords out of their sheath, cut their finger on their sword so that they can put a fingerprint and blood on the document. But then all of them just put their swords back in the sheath with blood on it. You don't, don't you don't put your sword away with blood on it. Clean that motherfucker. Okay, Dave, weird hill to die on, but I support you, buddy, and I see you. Man, okay. Kira was a naughty guy, but he was so sharply dressed and charismatic. How could you not love him? I mean, other he, than he beats he has, people to death and makes you watch. 
That's not very cool. That's yeah. very like '80s cocaine boyfriend vibe, but also like when he's when he's high rolling, he's fun. That's Kira's vibe. He's a very very evil villain. I I love that like every time he's forced to do anything good, he immediately undermines it. Uh, when the Shogun says, "Hey, we're squashing all beefs here," and Kira says, "Oh yeah, definitely." Uh, you Ronin, you're free to fuck off out of here. And then just immediately leans over to his right-hand man and says, except Loudly. Omishi, grab him and throw him in the pit for a while because I don't trust that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it was loud because everybody looked at him when he was so like, he was not quiet. Maybe, hey, you guys are free. I don't trust that right, man right, right like, there. Maybe they couldn't hear exactly what he was saying, but they could hear they he was staring at Oishi throughout. Everybody knows what's going on. It's down your here. friend that can't keep a secret and points where you're like, oh my God, we are in public. <laughs> Why don't you just go No, don't go up to him. He does refer to Asano's daughter as his concubine at one point. Yeah. Which you have to assume he knew better. Power play, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's cartoonishly evil. He's like, no, no, he's reality TV show evil. He um, is Kira's aggressive, horny, flamboyant, <laughs> entertaining. Kira knows what's gonna get him screen time. Damn it! Right, exactly. Uh, you gotta start a couple fights, but not look like you instigated because you can't get kicked out of the house. So that's why he had his witch bewitch Asano's or uh, Lord Asano. Nobody shows the roommate who does all the laundry. All right. Well, supposedly this is kind of based on a true story. And the movie does at least hedge its bets enough to have title cards in front and back telling you, hey, obviously we took some liberties here. But do you buy this at all as a representation of the true story? What specifically? I guess the, the title. Do I think it's... there were 47 guys there? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. Yeah, I think that's about the <laughs> they signed of papers. Crossover. They documented. Well, we may not believe that Keanu Reeves got swords from Magic Snake people in the woods. But... We do have one question left to ask. Casey, we'll start it off with you. From 2013, starring Keanu Reeves, 47 Ronin, would you watch it again? This movie is a nice mix of a little bit of storytelling, action, stabby boom boom. Uh, It seems to about every 10 minutes, something does happen on screen if you don't like the talky bits which I don't think they overdo it. They don't try to over-explain the government or anything like that. They show a little behind-the-scenes sneakiness with Kira and the witch, and then they just move shit right along. Um, the fights aren't bad. It's Keanu, it's Keanu post-Matrix. He's taken his martial arts super serial, and... Yeah, I would. I like this movie. It's Samurai Constantine. And I'm a sucker for it. And I will always, there's there's not many canon movies I wouldn't watch again, if you didn't know that about me. But Jay, do you share my feelings? Do you want to be the 48th in the 49th Ronin? Would you watch 47 Ronin again? They've got a sign-up sheet in the lobby. 
You know, another one of the things that that's a positive about 47 Ronin that we didn't talk about much is how beautiful some of the sets and scenes and costume yeah. is at times. There is just some absolutely gorgeous cinematography where I feel swept away by the vision and it's probably not historically accurate, but you the use of color to to, to distinguish different groups of people and the way that it fits together in the scene is absolutely stunning and I love it. And it sets up that artistic feel. Unfortunately, the rest of the film is kind of a mess. Like, I would like to know a little bit more about the political intrigue because they set up a ton of political intrigue and then they sort of don't go into it at all. And I love the idea of, like, the heist at the end. It's, I mean, it's not a heist. It's it's a planned assassination, but it, it plays off heist-like elements and it could have been a lot of fun and it feels a little bit rushed. And the action is, is all right. I mean, there's some good scenes some of it is meh and some of it totally sucks like when they get ambushed i don't know i don't know but the lighting it's the lighting the lighting yeah i really wish that 47 ronin could have told me a bit more of a coherent story i wish that it wouldn't have had the romance in it i don't think that adds anything and i would have liked a little bit more oishi time i feel like he's the main character and he's great that being said I also have fun watching this movie every time I watch it. And I'm definitely going to watch it again. So, yeah. Yes. yes, I would. Yes, I would. But, Dave, what about you? You picked this. 47 Ronin. Would you watch it again? Man, all right. Right off the bat, obviously, I, saying that this is based on a true story is probably <laughs> pretty disrespectful to some people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And even the the Japanese elements of this are probably put together in a pretty disrespectful way. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to say otherwise, but it doesn't feel well-researched. Uh, none of this is a particularly good example of anything. The action's not the best, but it's pretty serviceable. The story and the dialogue, I, I cannot tell you a single line from this movie whatsoever. The dialogue is just serviceable and fine. But it is still a lot of fun. And if you come in with the right expectations for a Keanu popcorn flick, I think it, you're really, really going to like this movie. And I really goddamn love Keanu popcorn flicks. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I also do believe that Keanu is an ambassador to a secret race of snake people. Different ones, though. It was an unrelated thing. So maybe not a surprise if you're a fan of the podcast and have heard our taste, but three out of three of us are going to watch the Keanu Reeves movie again. Who could have guessed it? <laughs> I know! I know! What? <laughs> I know! Well, that's it for our individual picks for this month, but we've got one more week left in True Story Bros. So, Jay, what are we going to be doing next week to finish out the month? Ooh, we're going to be going a little bit farther back in time to watch a... Uh, I guess we're going to call it an early, almost inaugural action film from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's right. It's 2004's Walking Tall. Mm, and it's got that evil blonde guy in it. This will be my first time watching this film. I've never seen it. I know I have seen it, but I don't remember much about it, which rings true for a Dwayne Johnson film. We'll have to wait to whittle our baseball bats down. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook sh.ttycinema donate to the patreon slash shitty cinema follow us on instagram casey.cinema 
If you didn't catch all that, check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Slam a screen door in our daughter's face. Go away. And realize it's like slamming a refrigerator door. It's not very serious at all. Huh?